0: I think I fell in love with Lindy Hop and I was like you dancing before, other dances, but Lindy Hop was special in some
1: special way. Mm. Or maybe we can talk a little bit about that yeah. as well. Let's talk about Lindy Hop. Yeah, let's talk about Lindy Hop. We're in our greenhouse, in our backyard, in Luleå, in the north of Sweden. Yeah. It's 20-plus degrees something, I don't know, it's, it's very warm today. And we're sitting here with our tomato plants and flowers.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Far away from Harlem. Far away from Harlem, yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. So how come, Daniel,
0: because you grew up here in Luleå, far away from Harlem, uh, how come that you started dancing Lindyhop at... Uh, an age of 10 So far away from Harlem. So the dance comes from Harlem, New York uh, Originally And And how did you start to dance?
1: I mean I was competing in other dances and at the same competitions uh, There was Lindy Hop also So basically we started with Swedish a Swedish dance called Bug Uh, It was me and my older brother and then a lot of kids that we became friends with and we were practicing together with teachers and then they said, well, why don't you try this double boog where you have two followers and one leader and uh, yeah, so we did and then we started with Boogie Woogie and Lindehop kind of simultaneously just shortly after the others so I think it was just a natural development that you wanted to try more things once you got a hang of one dance you wanted to try another And then, as time passed, I was competing and I just felt that I had reached my limit of how much I could develop and and improve in all dances except Lindy Hop. So I don't know if that says more about me and my limitations or about Lindy Hop. But I think from experience now, 30 years later, and teaching and traveling uh, to many places around the world to teach Lindy Hop and to perform. I feel that I still can continue to develop. That the dance is so rich. Mm-hmm. There is very few limitations where I feel like, oh, now I reached my limit. I cannot improve within this area of Lindy Hop anymore. Um. But I, I talked about
0: falling in love, mm-hmm. and when you describe it, it almost sounds like that as well. It's like a marriage that you <clears throat> date a couple of persons. And it's fun, but it's not, uh, it, it's not a long-term thing.
1: It's uh, not the... And then you the find,
0: you, you find, find no. Lindy Hop and for some reason you feel like there is not an end to it. There is always interesting and always... Developing, uh, I would yeah, say. Yeah, and you, you can learn more. But mm. how, how come? What's so special with Lindy Hop compared to the other dances that you yeah. broke up with?
1: broke up with... I mean, I had a... I was uh, having several relationships parallel at the same time for a long time before I actually got to the end with the other relationships and other dances. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you ask very tricky questions. Uh, they're interesting and, and it's nice to... go into detail, but... to make a very short answer, I think that the the dance is so free, I think mm. that's the interesting part. Mm. In the beginning, you learn technique, and you learn like, this is, do, do this, don't do that. It's easy to get a hang of it and start, but then the more you develop, the more you learn, you understand that you can, you should actually remove more and more of these rules or um, do this, don't do that, mm. and, and experiment much more, and be very free and and improvise and i think that's where you can improvise in many different dances but the complete freedom you have in Hop, i have not seen in any other dance still so
0: we talked about that this dance is from harlem new york Mm. 1930 somewhere is the peak era right yeah 30 40. Uh, so when did you get to know the history of this dance? Did you,
1: did you know from the beginning that this is an African-American dance? Or... No. No, I had no idea. No, so... I mean, I started, uh, as I said, competing in Sweden. Okay. And I went to these very small communities where we were competing in different dances. And it was just one of the other dances. Mm. Um, I didn't know anything about the history of Swedish Bug. I didn't know the history of Boogie Woogie, Rock and Roll, Lindy Hop, none of that. Mm. History didn't really interest me that much when I was a kid. And I think most kids maybe don't really care about the history. They just want to move or do something. Mm. And if, If you fall in love with soccer, you don't care so much about the history of soccer, you just want to play it, or you just want to do it, but, because but, you find it uh, nice. But if you
0: start to play soccer or uh, ice hockey or something, you yeah. have, there There are always some legends that you look up to that is still uh, like around in the society, you know, like Börje Salming. Wayne
1: Gretzky, when I uh, grew up.
0: Uh, okay, yeah, I'm not so good at either <laughs> hockey players or uh, footballs, like uh, Maradona. <laughs> I don't know, but were there any? Do you
1: know his first name, Maradona? No. Diego. Oh, Diego yeah. Maradona. Yeah, when you say it.
0: Yeah. But anyhow, <laughs> do you, were there any like legends, people to look up to, your idols when it comes to Lindhop at that time, or was it just your trainers, your teachers, or?
1: I mean, I think. I only saw i mean there were, there were no internet at this time. Mm. this was early nineties um so I only saw the people that were on the same competitions as me are mm. uh, are there kids? kids, but there were also grown-ups competing, yeah, yeah. and I think there were a few that were really good. Who, who were your favorite dancer at the time? Who did you look, look up to the most? Oh, I don't really remember, actually, because sometimes we went to these, like, really smaller competitions, and it was not until much later where there was, like, a competition with only Lindy Hop in Stockholm, for instance. But that was much, much later, and then I saw dancers that I had never seen before that were really good at Lindy Hop. Mm. That were mainly stockholm based, uh, people from that were close to uh, Swedish swing society and uh, uh, rhythm hotshots that were kind of in that era, mm-hmm. area area uh, mm-hmm. or in circulation around those people. so and then when I was uh, maybe sixteen, seventeen, there was a, a dance troupe called Bounce mm. that traveled around in Sweden, and they 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 were a, a street dance company, more like hip hop, but they also had a piece where they did Lindy Hop, mm. and I remember they were at my school, and I I understood like oh is at that at your school here in Luleå? Yeah, okay. Gymnasiet. Uh-huh. I think that's called college. Yeah. In, so
0: so in you already did Lindy Hop then, and then yeah. Bounce comes to Luleå and do Lindy Hop, and then you. Think what?
1: (laughs) I get goosebumps right now just thinking about it. It was in our our auditorium on a stage. And it was so freaking cool to see these super cool people that Mm. everyone at my school looked up to because they were doing hip hop and all these cool things. And part of their show was this Lindy Hop act. And they also did solo jazz. When all of them danced solo jazz in like suit suit, inspired Mm. outfits Mm. Um, but they also mixed it with modern hip-hop so it was solo jazz to jazz music with an an influence of of hip-hop sometimes so they walked in and out of this um, swing dancing and hip-hop they walked in between those two different styles Mm. so I think all my friends they were kind of shocked and super impressed and they were like oh is this what you're doing Daniel wow this is super cool and I think that was the first time in my life that any people in my own age that were not dancing themselves actually found it cool and inspiring and like thought that it was nice like really cool what I was doing because before I was kind of being a little bit bullied because I was like the guy who danced and then mm-hmm. you have to be a little bit cuckoo in your head to mm-hmm. do that so uh, yeah i think that was kind of a turning point when i felt wow you can actually do this kind of dancing and still be considered as one of the cool cats oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah it was very inspiring uh, but at that time i i had been competing and starting to focusing much more on Lindy uh both me and my dance partner here in luleå um and we're kind of starting to let go of the other dances mm-hmm. even though we won the Swedish championships for this double bug 3 years in a row as like juniors mm-hmm. uh, it was fantastic but our heart was within lindy hop so we mm-hmm. tried to put as much of lindy hop into the double bug as possible because double bug you can do bug, boogie woogie, Lindy Hop, or rock and roll.
0: So it's basically just it's uh, you have it's two, just like you're, two, yeah, you're, you're three, three people, three dancing people dancing
1: and then you should dance some kind of bug, boogie woogie, Lindy Hop, or rock and roll. Yeah, which are the terms here in, in Sweden. Um, mm. So we mainly focused on Lindy Hop in our double bug.
0: So uh, coming back to the original question and the. Um, uh, thing we said, we are here in the northern part of Sweden in Lulio talking about Lindy Hop. When did you get to learn that the dance is an African American dance?
1: When I went to Harang. Yeah, what yeah. year was that? Uh, 1998. I've been told. I, I I don't really remember myself because it is like, it's like so you, long who, ago. Who, who, who is it I your think Parents I was telling you or who tells No, you? actually another participant at Harang because it was their first year. Mandy uh-huh. Gould from uh, Toronto, Canada. Yeah. Which I got to know that year and her, her sister. Um so she's been telling me afterwards. No, it was nineteen ninety eight. It was my first year in harangue, and that's where I met you and your brother and all your friends from Lulio. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm so sure because they have one hundred percent. They know it was ninety eight. But, but and you then re- I was sixteen, I think. Do you do
0: you remember? No, fifteen. Yeah, you do the math. Yeah,
1: fifteen, sixteen. Yeah.
0: So do do you remember if it hadn't? An an impact on you that's like oh so this is an african american dancer was it just h- how did you receive that knowledge at that time i mean you're still a, a youngster
1: was it important for you or i would say it... i didn't receive it <laughs> oh. so i was there because i was competing yeah. i wanted to develop my skills so mm. i could win more competitions yeah i wanted to become as good as possible that mm. was my only goal mm. and as a 15 16 year old i didn't really care about the history mm. i was here and only here mm. here and now and i want to become as good as i can become yeah. so that was basically my only focus so i went to all the classes when it was social dances at night i went to bed because i didn't know how to social dance because when we competed we did the choreographies mm. so I couldn't social dance. Mm. I went to bed to be rested and well prepared for the all the classes that I had paid for. I didn't. I didn't pay for the social dancing. I was there to learn choreographies and steps and tricks to to use at the competitions. Mm. Um, but then, of course, in the evening meetings when Leonard. Westerlund hosted all of them he always included a lot of history and you know Frankie and Norma and Dawn Hampton and all these legends Mm. were there but still I was too young I didn't really understand how unique and uh, grateful I should have been for having them there Mm. and I think I was also too shy to actually dare to uh, speak to them or like Mm. too, too respectful and like no 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 and English it was kind of An issue to talk English, speak English, makes it more difficult. Also, (laughs) you say that now I'm saying to talk English. I mean, to speak English is probably the correct term. You feel embarrassed that you're Swedish. You don't. It's not your native language.
0: But it's like during this podcast, it would have been so nice to speak Swedish. But there are so many people in the world that dance Lindy Hop that don't speak Swedish, and maybe, maybe. (laughs) are interested in, in some things that we talk about, so uh, we, we prefer to do it in English, but at the same time, it's, uh, it's, uh, it makes it more difficult. Because yeah. you can't find the words, you can't new, new nuance, nuance... Yeah, you can't find uh, the nuances that you yeah. normally
1: talk with. Or you, you might, we might say, wrong words, use it in the wrong context. Mm.
0: So, 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 when... So
1: yeah, I think the first year I didn't social dance. Yeah, okay. Second year, I actually, I met a girl from United States, I think, or th- second or third year. And that's when I kind of started social dancing and get more interest for the history. So it kind of came all together. I was fed history from my teachers, yeah. but kind of limited. And when I went to Harang, it was much more a broader... Um, history talk that were given and, and communicated to me.
0: You mean that it, like, grew on you, like, yeah. slowly? Yeah, but mainly
1: mainly in harangue. Yeah. I would say during the rest of the year, not so much.
0: Is history important for you today when it comes to Hop?
1: Very important. I, I think it is one of the parts that makes Hop so interesting. Yeah. Because today it's not only to know the, the history, the facts, but it's also to create a picture of what is Lindy Hop to me. Mm-hmm. I think that's important for every dancer to not just get fed by a teacher saying this is Lindy Hop, but actually widen your own uh, horizons and, and, and look and, and see what Lindy, Lindy Hop used to be Mm. and see where your interest is. What do you uh, like? What is your, your preference? Because, I mean, back in the days, there were so many different styles and so many unique dancers that are super inspiring to see today. Mm. Um, I would say when the internet came, the dance got homo, Like Homogenic? Uh, yeah, it's like, it's
0: like Homogeneic.
1: the same... Yeah, I don't know how yeah. to say but it, it becomes very similar. Yeah. But before internet really took off with the YouTube and all of that, you could look at a dancer in harangue even and say, Oh, you're from London. Oh, you're from LA. Oh, you're from... I mean, you could really see from what city oh my God. a dancer was. you
0: are so old. <laughs> you're talking about the time <laughs> before internet. I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> the time before YouTube. Uh, it's it weird
1: it. to talk about it now, but uh, I mean, do, you, do you remember?
0: Yeah, I mean, t- to our kids today, I think it's probably... Yeah, we had like two they, kids. They, they can't imagine a world without internet, of no. course, because it's how they grew up. But yeah,
1: there was a time. There used to be a time without electricity and clean water, too. I mean, we take so many things for granted today. But I think it's... Uh, it's a little bit sad because one thing with Lindehop is that it is very much about, to me, it's very much about having a unique style, your own personality, and today maybe it's, it's getting more and more into the same style. To do this podcast, I'm, I'm I'm thinking it might be interesting for people who don't know us to know a little bit more about our background and history, because why should they listen to our podcast if I think it's maybe interesting to know? So, who who are you, also? What's your what's your background within Lindy Hop?
0: Yeah, exactly. Who am I? I'm I'm so much more than who I am within the Lindy Hop, but the Lindy Hop has been a great part of my life. I would say since I was 16, and when I started. Uh, dancing Lindy Hop. Uh, It was like uh, love at first sight and I quite immediately decided that I wanted to uh, do Lindy Hop full on and my inspiration from that time was the Rhythm Hot Shots uh, who performed at the Herring Dance Camp which was my first uh, uh, meeting with Lindy Hop. In 1993, and I remember it was Ryan Francois and Eddie Johnson. Uh, and Ryan Francois did from time to time uh, perform with the Rhythm Hot shots when they went on a tour. And so, mm. so, so the, as I remember, I'm not really 100% sure, but they did some kind of a tap number on stage, and then there was also a Lindy number. But it was all those. So I didn't only fall in love with Lindy Hop like, the only dance. I fell in love with the whole uh, artistic format that they showed. The, the, it was solo jazz, it was tap, it was entertainment... From that time. From the African-American... Uh, Harlem, New York was some Nicholas Brothers-inspired tap number, I think. Mm. So, then I decided that's what
1: I want to do. And you said full on. I don't think people understand what that means. Full on means like quit your everyday activity and just dance.
0: Yeah. I just uh, got into a theater school. So I I was a teenager. So and I was going to study theater. Mm. But then I met Lindy Hop and thought I want to do this. Full on meant that I quit school and I only did Lindy Hop. So I I got some kind of... um, or, or not just Lindy Hop, because I did tap dancing and solo jazz. I was I was on my own, so I couldn't do much Lindy Hop at the beginning. Uh, so I got some special kind of a deal with uh, Swedish school in a way that I had my own kind of program. I don't really understand how that worked, how I managed to do that. But <laughs> so they allowed me to do that, and I got uh, like some kind of a Financial support uh, that you do as a student.
1: Yeah, a, nor- a normal student. Yeah. yeah.
0: So and I started a lot with uh, Lennart Westerlund. Who was my uh, what do you call it? Mentor. Yeah. Me- me- like like he-, he he taught me to do some tap rhythm some solo jazz, and also some of, of course a lot of Lindehop too. So and then uh, I tried to collect other people around me that wanted to dance with me and uh, started this performance troupe called Back Alley Cats. We had some TV performance and then shortly after that, 1997, I got asked to be a member of the Rhythm Hotshots, which at that time was one of the most re-renowned and yeah, recognized like, yeah, swing, dance, dance swing, swing dance troupe that toured in the world to perform and teach. Mm. So yeah, since nineteen ninety three I have really been dedicating my life to Lindy Hope and, and the dances around it because for me Lindy Hope is not only uh Lindy Hop the couple dance because it's it's also linked. it's it's linked, it's so so strong links to some some tap dancing, rhythm dancing, solo jazz it all comes together in one piece yeah yeah so from 1997 and then a bunch of years on I yeah worked professionally as a performer and teacher of this uh, art form or dance form whatever Mm. you want to call Mm it and I, I had the great privilege to be taught by Frankie Manning who, if you dance Hope I, I assume and hope you know Frankie Manny is.
1: Otherwise he's one of the originators of the dance, who yes, was considered like a fa- the best fantastic by...
0: Fantastic
1: dancer. If you asked any old-timer who was the best dancer back in the, in the days, everyone said Frankie.
0: Yeah. So And we're going to talk more about Frankie yes. later, but... Uh, so I get the chance to, to learn from him and then also to assist him in class. I got an idea of how he taught the dance and... And from what angles?
1: Did you study directly
0: with Frankie? Only you and? Uh, I mean, we had yeah. We worked with Frank. Both me and my previous dance partner Matthias Lundmark, who Mm. I danced with in the beginning in the rhythm hotshots before you, uh, came became a part of the group. But then you and I also worked with Frankie a little bit to look at our dancing and to help us to become better in one way or the other. But it's really now, uh, the more mature you get, the more you understand uh, what kind of privilege it was. And uh, you you really wish, I wish that today, uh, to, to have a few hours with Frankie Manning today would be so much worthful. You say that?
1: Yeah, I mean, to, I think we would maybe make use of it a little bit better than what we did then, because then Make use of the time yeah, to, yeah. To,
0: to, to really, like, to, to... Today, I understand more what it is that he gave us. Mm. And, uh, yeah, that, that would be so nice.
1: So why should people listen to this podcast?
0: That's a good question, well, Daniel.
1: Two old people sitting here rambling about their old memories. No, or
0: We're actually not that old.
1: Maybe not. But I mean, our history is, we've been dancing for 30 years, Hop, and really invested our lives in this dance form.
0: Yeah, and I would say, when we say invested, we really invested, because yeah. at the age of 16, I gave up everything. I quit school, I gave up everything to only do this... Sort of dancing like solo jazz, tap, Lindy Hop, like focusing on dancing from this era, Yeah. from that moment up until more or less today.
1: I mean, I mean, you could say because you know you say tap, solo jazz, Lindy Hop. I would say entertainment from that era. Yeah,
0: that
1: yeah. the entertainment, uh, the way of
0: mm.
1: entertaining from that era. Yeah.
0: So it's been a lot of, I mean, a lot of studying. We watched so many film clips yeah from that era
1: yeah not only lindy hop but very many different ways of of entertainment and yeah. trying to understand like their rhythmical language because there is always a red thread that unifies many of these styles
0: yeah and we worked with frankie manning norma norma sugar sullivan and uh,
1: barbara barbara Bill
0: yeah on different because with sugar and barbara we worked on our slow drag yeah. So and Frankie we worked more with our Hop. and with Norma it was more about uh, the thinking the around the dance. Yeah. To, to get more her, philosophical and yeah, to yeah, I mean, more, pick her
1: brain a little bit how she thought about the dance and all all of that around it. Yeah. And, so so and, and um, for me, I mean I was I was dancing as well and I, I also when I no, I didn't quit school but I when I graduated from the normal like college here in Sweden Mm. when when you were 18 when I was 18 my first thing was to move to Stockholm join the rhythm hotshots who became the Harlem hotshots started to uh, run herring dance camp and that's been my life since then when Mm. we have been traveling teaching around the world running herring dance camp and performing and, and everything around it yeah with a very strong passion I would say for what Frankie, Norma, and other old-timers taught us. Like Dawn Hampton, her point of yeah. how this uh, art form and, and should I, I be. And would, I
0: wouldn't say like only, because when you say old-timer, it can almost mean anything, but I, I want to talk about the originators of this dance, the people mm. who created
1: this dance.
0: That's the people that we talk about.
1: And maybe the people that were considered the best. Yes. Because I mean, there were lots of people dancing back at the time, mm. But who should you listen to? Who should you actually... Uh, who Whose opinion weighs a little bit more heavier than someone else? Well, I think it's based on experience and and how good of a knowledge you have in a subject.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I would listen more to a professor who studied something and dedicated their life to something than someone who read a book or tried something for two years yeah. on a hobby level. So it it is... Yeah, I think that's where um, our focus has always been.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's, uh, I think, during the time when working professionally as both a, a performer and also a teacher, but mainly as a performer, it was a lot of practicing. I mean, we practiced every day. Yeah. It was a lot of, of we danced every day, and when we didn't dance, it's like running or uh, going to the gym to get physically stronger, to be able to execute the
1: things. So everything was circulating around Lindy Hop and how to improve physically, uh, uh, understanding. Not, not only
0: Lindy Hop, because it's also the solo yeah, jazz yeah. and the tap dancing and the singing and the entertainment acting. and we yeah, also acting. did acting. Yeah. Yes, around because we wanted to create a show from that era in uh, in one way or the other because we just fell in love with it and wanted to do that and I think it's uh, fantastic that we had the chance to do something that just uh, i mean we just followed our
1: heart and dreams yeah and and it was quite fun it was fun and yes. i think it is fun today as well but now we're not performing that much and kind of past that stage mm-hmm. uh, would you say that you would recommend such a journey to other people that not only focusing on Hop, but also do tap dancing and solo jazz and maybe singing trying to do a little bit of these other. Uh, art forms from the same era in the same package.
0: What do you mean? I don't understand your question. I mean, do you
1: think that they would gain their Lindy Hop would would develop and their understanding for? Of
0: course, because it comes together. I think it's one uh, lack of understanding of the dance form. If you miss out of those of those other parts, mm. that's what I truly believe. Yes, and you also must understand that Lindy Hop is a rhythm dance, which is uh, often forgotten about. It feels like it's more like a partner dance, you follow and lead. And that's Mm -hmm. one part of Lindy Hop. But it's also a lot of a rhythm dance and to understand like the music of that time. It's not only about movements and being able to move your body, but you need to uh, understand the language. Not to say that Oh, I understand the language perfectly fine, but it's just, uh, I'm trying, and I'm I've done my studies and I'm still studying, I'm still learning and trying to develop. But sometimes it feels like, mm, which is maybe natural, dancers just learn a few steps and moves and then they think... They, they can do it. They know the dance, and and I think that's fine. You can also think that you know the dance, but I think
1: you know a certain level of the dance or a yeah, certain. Yeah, you should part always have
0: a strive to learn more, to understand more, to
1: develop more. And I think that's maybe what made us stay for such a long time, passionate about these dances and this uh, expression. That mm-hmm. there is so much more to uh, explore and develop mm-hmm. and understand about the rhythmicality and about the other different parts of these dances that it's not just lead and follow and a few steps, uh, figures and steps that it is much more uh, extensive, Mm. much more extensive where improvisation can be seen as something scary but this is something where you can express your own inner... Yeah
0: (laughs) <laughs> and we we're, we're sitting outside in our greenhouse and if you hear noises like planes or something barking dogs it's you are right you heard right yeah. <laughs> there there are things around here <laughs> All right Daniel so uh, I think we're starting to get to an end of this Little talk here, this morning talk. This first episode. This first episode because it's getting darn hot in here.
1: Yeah, we need to go and have a swim.
0: <laughs> we need to get out of the greenhouse. Open the doors. Uh,
1: so, uh, continuing from here, we will have some guests. Right? We
0: will we will have some guests, some special guests. Uh, and and we just want to learn more, right? I, I think this is also a part of bringing in... Guests or certain guests uh, We also want to learn more And
1: uh, Yeah we're interested to, to know more and, and pick the brains of people That we look up to
0: Yeah And uh, I mean we're going to talk more about Lindehop Obviously Because this podcast is called Let's talk about Lindehop uh, So if anyone Listened to this So far thank you for listening All those minutes I don't know how many they became, but
1: yeah, stay tuned, and we'll get in touch. Have a nice summer because now it's summer of 2023. Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye.